Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Way podcast. I'm Jeff Tobin, and this was episode 11 with 2018 graduate and current Notre Dame fighting Irishman Topher Zahn. For those of you that know Topher, he hasn't changed a bit besides the red beard. That's definitely new. Topher was a freshman in my first year teaching and coaching at Washington, so we got to think back and talk about cramming 60 kids into the mini gym to try out for basketball his freshman year, cold winter break practices, and something that never changes, seeing Coach Riley outrunning seemingly any time we get in our cars to go anywhere. It was fun to see and hear from Toph and reflect on his time as a warrior and how it prepared him to take on his challenging classes as he studies aerospace engineering at Notre Dame. We hope you enjoy and thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Now let's get to Topher. All right, welcome to an alumni edition of the Warrior Way. Uh, Topher Zant is here to join me this week. Topher, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Good to be here. You know, I was worried because with Thanksgiving break, we had our episode last week with Mark Murrin, and then um, I was I was really wanting to get an alumni on the show, but then with Thanksgiving break, I just threw a wrench in it, and then I'm at Target getting my little baby girl Stella a little gift, and all of a sudden I run into Topher's on, so it must have been like meant to be. So thanks for coming on. How are things going? What are you up to these days? Yeah, so like you said, saw you Target. So I'm working a little bit there um, over this Black Friday, Thanksgiving, um, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I'm probably going to do a little bit of that over winter break. Um, I'm also planning on sub subbing in the school district this winter. Pretty excited about that, actually. Good man. Um, yeah, get some elementary and middle school subbing. Sadly, they, I guess they don't want me at the high schools for some reason. Who knows why? Um, but no. Uh, doing a little elementary middle school, so excited about that. Are you are you more excited to do middle or elementary? I think probably middle school. Um, I taught church school for four years um, at Glory Day. Uh, first th- first through third graders, I did it all, and uh, I it was a long hour sometimes doing that. So a, a day at an elementary school in the classroom would probably be tough. Um, I think I could do it, but I think I'd like middle school it's, more. It'd be so draining. And yeah. the, like Ella's elementary teachers, I give them all the credit in the world. It's uh, a long, long day. So when did you get home for Thanksgiving break? So my last final at school was November 18th, I want to say. Um, so I stayed for another day or two and got back sat Friday the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Friday the 20th. And so I've been back since then. And when do you go back? I, I think I start school the February 4th, February 3rd, one of those two, um, but it's like the first week of February right now. So it's no wonder why you, you have to find a job or else your parents won't let you stay at the house more yeah, likely, huh? Yeah, I think I'd get, yeah, I think that's probably true. <laughs> so what is, uh, so you're in your third year of school now, which is crazy yeah. for me to say because you seem like you should still be here with us. Uh, what are you doing at Notre Dame and uh, how has this crazy fall semester been for the Irish. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it's the third year as well. I mean, the fact I was thinking about this last night, I can't, I can't believe I only have three semesters left of undergrad. Um, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I'm studying aerospace engineering. Um, I'm doing a minor in constitutional studies. Um, the semester was, I, it went well. Like I, I, um, I think I probably had it more normal than most people. Um, I had almost every single class, at least partially in person. Um, I think I had five hybrid classes, as they called it, um, sometimes in person, sometimes online, kind of depending on like the teacher. Um, one fully online class, it was just an older professor, so he decided to go online. But besides that, classes were pretty normal. Um, that definitely was like about as normal as it gets um, for a COVID era. 
Um, being in the dorm though, because at Notre Dame, people stay in the dorm for three years. Uh, so I was still there. Being in the dorm was definitely weird. Um, you know, like just gotta be, they took so many precautions as they needed to. Um, so that was definitely the most different part about being at school um, because the dorm culture is so, so significant there that uh, it was just very different than it has been my first two years, so. And what have been the per, like the guidelines on going to football games? Have you been able to have fans been able to go to games? Yeah, so I yeah I was able to make it to all the games. Um, we they separated us, distanced us. Um, we sat with like our they kept us with our roommates is how they did it um, because that's that those were the only people that you were supposed to like be able to hang out with without masks on and stuff like that. You can only hang out in your rooms without masks on. So um, that, that way they kept us only with our roommates at games. Um, but yeah, I was able to go to all the games. Like it was really cool experience. Obviously not the same as if there's 90,000 people in the stadium, um, but it still was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about your major. So you're, you're going for aerospace engineering mm-hmm. and you said a minor in constitutional studies. Studies. Yeah. So what does that mean? Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of just kind of classes about law. I've taken, um, Notre Dame's huge on study abroad programs. And so after my freshman year, I studied abroad in Poland for three weeks, um, took an international law and Holocaust class, got to visit Auschwitz, um, in another concentration camp, which was an eye opening experience. Um, very cool experience though, uh, being around that country. Um, the food was amazing, cheap. I mean, awesome. Love the, love the experience. Wish I could have been there for longer than three weeks. Um, but that was my first class that I took in um, law and then decided I want to take more. So I ended up picking up the major, I mean, the minor um, constitutional studies. And so it's a little bit more of that. Like I've taken another international law class, um, planning on taking uh, hopefully some more cl- this, a class this semester. Haven't signed up for classes yet. So I'm um, still trying to figure that out, but hopefully take another one this, this semester. Um, yeah. And I think I have like two or three more classes left for that. And you said so. you're taking the LSAT in January, in January, January 16th. So I was actually supposed to take it in August or September. I can't remember exactly what the date was. Um, I, you know, with COVID, I didn't end up doing much this summer. Things just, you know, things happen. And so I was uh, taking the LSAT was something I wanted to do. Um, probably more normal to take it after your junior year, but I wasn't doing anything. So I was like, you know, might as well take it now. I can always take it again, but it lasts, I think it lasts for five years. So it doesn't, it's not a hindrance to take it early and you don't need any prior knowledge. It's very much just to learn how to take the questions kind of test. So I decided to study during the summer, um, but then once COVID pushed my start date for school up, instead of the test being the first week of school in the fall, for me, it would have been the fourth week of school and I didn't want to try and do both for four weeks. So I ended up pushing it back to January and then my classes got pushed back to February for the start of the next semester. So it actually tur- turned out really well. I'll still get two weeks off after the end of my test to kind of just decompress before the Yeah, that's the really semester. nice. It's like perfect that you have a long, long Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas break, and you can just focus on studying and working and yeah. and one thing at a time. Yeah, no, yeah, it worked out really well. So yeah, I'm doing that. So what are your eventual career goals? So like I said, um, doing the constitutional studies, mostly because I think I want to go, I want to go to law school, registered undergrad. Um, and you know, most people, like you said, the first time I told you this was, you know, like engineering and law school, like what's that? And I get that every time I say that, um, it's patent law is what I want to do intellectual property, I think as of now. Um, and you need a science engineering background to be able to, um, even take even be a patent attorney, like it, you have to have a bachelor's degree in something science or engineering. Um, so I think that's what I want to get into. But, you know, I've taken these international law classes and really enjoyed them. So maybe a little bit of international law too. I don't know, but I don't have to decide that yet. Um, but I do know that I want to go to law school. Pretty excited about that. Um, I'm really enjoying like the law classes I get to take through the con studies major. So yeah, that's cool. a, that's the eventual goal. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about your, uh, you know, think back and, and reminisce a little bit. What were your four years here at Washington like? How would you describe them? I, I loved every second of it. Um, I couldn't imagine going to a different high school um, and being with different people and having a different experience. Like I, I didn't have a bad year. I didn't have a bad class, I don't think. I mean, I enjoyed every second. Um, I was very thankful for all the opportunities I got, um, both academically and athletically, I feel like. I don't know if I could have done what I did in both those respects at any other school. Like, I feel like the opportunities just worked really well for me and I felt really comfortable with what I was doing. Um, so yeah, loved it. Were you comfortable as even just like walking in the first day as a freshman? Because I know that you had told somebody that had told me you didn't really have any like close connectional tie to Washington until you stepped in in the door freshman year, right? Or did you do connections before no, your I freshman didn't do year? Connections. So um, your your first time meaningfully stepping in the building was first day of freshman year? Yeah. I mean except for what do they do the warrior day before we get our ID and stuff. Right, Besides yeah, that, yeah, um yeah, yep. pretty much. Um I mean with only having a twin sister, I don't have any like pre like siblings that went here before to like have a connection. You know I um, I grew up with, you know, Zach Hines, Seth Benson, those guys had older siblings. And so I'd heard about a lot about Washington, but like, you know, it was all very distant from me. It wasn't like a close thing that I like had a lot of connections to. So yeah, walking in freshman year, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wasn't comfortable. Like I think I was, I think I felt like I was ready for high school when I got there from what I remember. Um, but yeah, I didn't have, I didn't, you know, I didn't know about this, like what homecoming was in a high school. I didn't know about even how, I don't, I don't even think I ever saw a Washington basketball game before coming to Washington. I, if I did, maybe maybe one or two, um, but not not many. And so I had very little on any of that. I sure as heck didn't know who Coach Nelson was. So um, I think that I, I probably had a little bit of a naive perspective, just like I didn't know a lot about high school, not having any older siblings. But I think I was still comfortable and like, you know, this place is awesome and they make you feel comfortable right from the get-go. So, And for all the listeners listening, Topher's class was my first year at Washington. So his his freshman year uh, was my first year coaching freshman basketball. So I got to know his class really well. So you guys have a special <laughs> place in my heart. So yeah. um, put simply, what in your mind makes WHS a special place? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember thinking about this um, kind of like, you know, retrospective. Uh, introspectively after like at the end of my high school career uh trying to figure that out and you know i think diversity of both thinking and people was so important and that's what i you know i've talked about that with my people i go to college with like they're always surprised to hear that i went to a school with like so many people from so many different backgrounds um i mean i ran on a cross-country team with people from so many different backgrounds and met so many people that uh had a different um had different experiences growing up than i did and i think that's more than anything, being um, South Dakota, that's probably the thing that I think that makes Washington most special. Um, and getting to learn about that over my years, whether it be on like a run in cross a cross country practice where all you have to do is either run and talk. I mean, there's no other options. So like you'll learn so much just like four years of doing that, meeting new people um, and just always being with them. Like you learn a lot. And I think that's probably what makes Washington most special, at least in my experience. Um, that's what I felt was most special. Who are a few people, who are a few teachers uh, looking back that maybe influenced you? It doesn't have to be teachers, any WHS staff that uh, influenced you or that you remember sticking out that you can remember? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely have to say 
you guys at the basketball team, um, all the coaches that I had, cross-country coaches, all of them, Coach Riley, um, they were all so important to me just because, you know, you spend so much time, especially like in the summers um, at school with sports and stuff like that. In terms of teachers, um, I had so many good teachers. Um, Becky Kelly, AP US History, that's not an easy class, but she was so good at it. And she was always, she asked a lot of us. It was, that was the closest I think I ever had to a college course in high school. Um, yeah, I think one of the only courses I ever had like serious summer homework to do. Um, I remember sitting with Seth Benson one like summer day, like trying to do it last second because we didn't do any of it before then. Um, and then, you know, that was like one of the scariest moments I'd had in high school. And that was like junior year was because I'd never like done that series of homework before. Um, so she was one that like, I think I really learned a lot about how to like, how to prepare myself for class. Um, Adam Weber, uh, Mr. Weber. Chad Weber. Chad Weber. Yeah, why didn't say Adam that? Smith. You're getting Adam's, him confused. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, we, we were talking we were a talking little bit before, so yeah. Chad, no, yeah. I'm sure they'll be okay with either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both of them. With I took I had AP Calc with uh, Mr. Weber, Mr. Smith, AP Physics one and two, and you know those two classes were. I, I think I wanted to do engineering. All I think I always wanted to do that. I always had a love for planes, and I think that was something I was always interested in. But like taking those classes, I realized that I not only really enjoyed it, but I was pretty good at it. Um, so they both had a, a huge impact on my future studies. Um, and they were both really good people too, always willing to help. Both loved what they did clearly. Um, and yeah, really enjoyed them. I think those, those three really stick out for me. There's so many. Miss Wounded Head, I did, I was not, I'm not gonna claim to even be close to an English major in any sense of the word. Uh, I can technically write maybe as an engineer and hopefully a lawyer, but I, I, I'm not a creative writer, but I still really enjoyed having classes Miss Miss uh, Miss Wounded Head. Um, she probably got the most out of me in English that anybody ever done, and I enjoyed it more than any class I ever had in English. So she pulled it out of you. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, sort of. She stretched as you much, out of your comfort you know, zone as, as much as guy who just likes math is gonna get. Yes, that's funny because you just like it black and white. You don't like the the yes. gray creative like I have don't. to make up no. words and all I, that I sort of thing. I don't do that. And I even remember that from basketball or from sports. Like you're very just like. How do I get the job done? How do I get from point A to point B? I don't want all the other messy stuff. Yeah, I've been called a lot of things in my life. Creative is probably not one of them. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Well, that's good because I don't think people who are needing a lawyer or whatever want any creativity put into it. It's just like, yeah. give me the patent, give me give me the legality of it, <laughs> we're done. Can you read something and right. apply it? Right. Yes, right. Yeah. right. So if you could go back and give, I'm just kind of thinking of this, if you could give your freshman self advice or sophomore years or any freshman or sophomore in the building, a younger student, what advice would you give? Um, you know, I don't think that I was ever a shy person per se, but I think I, I, I've always been a little bit reserved. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I was, I'm like an extrovert. Um, but I don't think, I don't think I'm an introvert or an extrovert really. I'm kind of in between, but I would lean more towards being an introvert. And if I had said anything to my younger self or people coming to high school now, it's like, not take more risk necessarily, but like um, do something that you're a little bit more uncomfortable with. I was so comfortable with basketball and cross country and academics and stuff. Like I, I wish that there was something more that I could have done. Um, who knows what it would have been. I Stahlberg's mean, powerlifting. I don't know if I, maybe I needed that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but something like that, like something different than what I've done before. Yeah, sure. Um, just just to get out of your comfort zone and like learn something new that you can then, you know, use in your later life. Even if you continue doing the stuff that you're comfortable with, like it still helps you down the road. So I think that would be one thing that I would definitely tell myself looking back on high school. That's a good point. And 
you know, let, let's just talk a little bit about mastery from the circle of courage. I feel like I picked mastery to talk about with you because I remember the the specific thing I remember about you from sports. I mean, I remember things about you from a number of different areas, but when it came to basketball, I think of shooting. And mm-hmm. when I think of shooting, I always think you were so um, just so ingrained in the details and, and the mastery of every bit of the shot. How do you feel like Washington and not just basketball, but in the classroom, like you said, in Becky Kelly's class or in Chad Weber, Adam Smith's class, how did they all try to get you toward mastery, even though maybe um, it may look different for you than it does another student? Yeah. I mean, in terms of the basketball thing, like, you know, I've definitely have to give credit to Coach Nelson on that one. Like, he stresses that. And, you know, I think it's really important. And that, that can definitely carry over to, like, academics and any other thing with mastery. And, like, you know, uh, you, can, you can definitely get caught in high school with just being very general and, you know, like, going through your classes, doing the work and stuff like that. But, like, there is so much detail that you can put into it and like that's something that you need to learn for college and I don't even think that I truly learned that in high school like you still get to college and you get shell-shocked with the workload and um, how much different it is you know it's not just a it's not just a completion assignment it's a you know you did it but did you do it well is also so um, like with mastery like that is one thing that like even if high school teachers do really well to try and teach high school students you know they might not get there in college but like I think that all my uh, teachers always still did well like learning the details and like, you know, with mastery, like in the circle of courage, like I think that's a huge part of it is focusing on those details. Um, and you know, that's important for the rest of your life. So, so what, and I'll flip the question a little bit. What advice would you give to the, the junior senior that's worried about everything looking toward college? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Like, and uh, one of my good, uh, my family's good friends is an admission or was an admissions, um, uh, guy at Notre Dame actually. Um, we, we actually hosted his daughter for this. This They have this program in Notre Dame where a student stays with the family for a summer and they volunteer in the community. And so my family did that for like a decade. And we happen to have the daughter of one of the admissions people in Notre Dame. Um, so I kind of joke that's how I got in. That and being the only South Dakota student, I said that they just got me in just for the numbers. That's what I always say. So I always joke about that. But I've, you know, I've, I've talked with him about that before. He retired recently. And like uh, he would always say that like they're stressing like if you're taking hard classes, um, like not just getting A's, but like what they look at the GPA, like what classes are you taking? I mean, they don't just look at the GPA, they look at what classes you're taking. And I thought Washington more than, I, I don't know, maybe a lot about this, but probably more than any other state in South Dakota um, gives you the opportunities to take those AP classes and um, those harder classes that, yeah, you might not get an A in it and um, you might struggle, but like that's such good experience going forward for you. Like that's what I would stress to any even sophomore, like starting as early as you can, um, challenging yourself, even if it's just one AP class as a sophomore, like just taking it to get used to it. Miss Van Sloten was really good in our world history. I took her class, like just getting students used, and a lot of them, us were sophomores, getting us used to taking an AP class, learning what to do, even if it was our only one that year, like learning what to do with that. And then you can take more if you if you wish, like junior, senior year. But like, I would totally, I would stress that to anybody, no matter how good you feel you are at a subject, like take an AP class, like you might struggle, but you'll learn a lot more than you would just going through the motions in a regular. And I'll just say this. I know I know we had uh, our most recent data given to us at the beginning of the year, and we're the most diverse school in the city and the state, mm-hmm. and we had the most AP yeah. tests taken oh, as yeah. well, which I, is pretty I, I awesome. That's awesome. That's, yeah. No, that's really cool. And I, you know, to kind of go back on that diversity thing, I forgot to say something about I, When I was a senior, I did Rotary. Um, and I was actually at the downtown one. I know there's multiple. I don't know all the ones that there are. 
but I got to go there and listen to speakers for a month over lunch, one day a week. Um, and then I gave a speech along with one other student who was there with me at the end my last week. Um, and I spoke about the importance of second languages in school and a little bit on diversity as well. And like I talked a little bit about like cross country, like where I knew a bunch of guys who at home spoke a different language or like even people I knew in like classes or in, at, at Washington that spoke a different language and how important it is not only to know people and be around that who naturally speak a different language, but like I also took five years of Spanish and up to AP Spanish. And like that was one of the coolest experiences for me, even though I, I regretfully did not continue that to Notre Dame, um, like taking the five years, I really enjoyed uh, learning about a different language and just learning about a different culture that I've never been around. I had never been around. So. It's such an important aspect of our yeah. school. It's such. And now I think it's Rosa Parks that does the immersion program right away. I, if that would have been a thing when I was a kid, if I, kindergarten me could go back in time, like I would be begging my parents to let me in that because I, I think that's such a cool opportunity and it's so much easier to learn when you're a five-year-old. And I would love to get our, my daughter into yes. something like that too. Yeah. It's so incredible. Oh, yeah. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right, right back with a little bit more from Topher Zahn. The Warrior Way Podcast is excited to partner with Wave 26 Nutrition. Stop into their 26th and Sycamore location for a shake and tea and receive 15% off your first order by saying Warrior Way at checkout. We thank you for your continued support of the Warrior Way and hope you continue to enjoy our weekly episodes. Okay. Tof, let's get into some sports. Let's get into some stuff that, uh, you know, like when we're talking about all the aerospace uh, constitutional stuff, I just shake my head like I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But we can actually talk some sports yeah. here. So this isn't on our uh, script here or anything. Um, what were your first memories freshman year of the cold mini gym basketball practices? Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's taking me way back. Well, as you said earlier, that was your first year. So I wish I would have taken advantage more of that and um, with you and Hayden being the f first year ones. But. I just kind of hid over, you know, <laughs> in the corner and let Hayden do everything. So I know for sure the first thing I remember is slipping like every five minutes or less probably when we're running sprints or who knows what else. You know, that, that floor was dangerous. I'm glad it they, was. they finally fixed that. But, um, I mean, that's probably the thing I remember the, the most. I also remember just having – you know, especially given COVID era, like an absurd amount of people in that room, you know, like thinking about that many people now in a room like that is obviously insane. Um, but back then, you know, it wasn't, you know, we weren't thinking about that at all. But thinking of like, I think we probably had like 60 or 70. 58. 58. I remember it for, was 58. For 20 spots, I think we used to give for yep. freshmen, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. you know, and trying to do it on one court and trying to actually see everybody, it's probably impossible. Um, doesn't work well. And, you know, you have personalities that are more asserting than others so it's like it's it's an impossible task to try and judge 58 kids in three days on one court so let alone like jj and i were just trying to find a place to stand where we didn't get run yeah. into or you know a ball coming and hitting us and being first first year coaches i mean you probably knew very little about any of us um so yeah i can't even imagine um it was chaos but it, we loved I it was i don't I'm notorious for not remembering things, but I, I, I can imagine it was probably insane. I don't remember a lot specifically, but yeah. And I was just, I was in such a, like, new coach. I love every moment. Yeah. What can I do? I do remember, you know, I just this just came to me. I do remember doing where we get in lines across the, the end line and we do start, stops, turns, just like with all 60 kids at one time and doing that. I do remember that. That was um, chaos. Oh, absolute chaos. And trying to teach 60 people. Oh. Well, you have to think about it. It was, it was all freshmen and you know, maybe you're one of them, maybe 15, maybe 12 actually knew what we were demonstrating, what we were doing. Yeah. 
or why we were doing it. And then you've got the other 40 standing there. Why are, what is this? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah. No, and then looking around, it was chaos, yeah. <laughs> which is part of the reason why we did it. Is it still chaos? I mean, is it still that way? You well, I'm on the girl. I'm on the girl oh, staff now. I keep forgetting. Um, but from what I, the guy, the guy starts tomorrow morning. So I'm sure if yeah. you, st- if you showed up at 6am, you found a way around the COVID, the COVID <laughs> violations yeah. or whatever you I could, you I could find still out. I forget that you're on the girls team. Cause that would happen after I left. So like, I don't know if I just, I always forget that. Yep. So, um, what are just a couple of your favorite sports memories that you can recall? Basketball, cross country, track, anything. What are a couple of your fondest memories that stick out? Yeah. I mean, I probably got to go first to cross country, which would have been state championship my senior year. Um, that was just, that was, there was so much time coming for that. Like cross country is one of those things, you know, where it is just, it's literally a 15 minute race. And there's two weeks, almost two weeks between the Metro Conference race and the state race. And which I think is even worse than the time they give you between state, uh, for between the Sweet 16 and state basketball. Because it's like, you know, you're just running for two weeks with just thinking about this 15 minute race that you are scared out of your mind for. Because, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to hurt for 15 minutes, then you're done. Um, But that has to be probably the most special moment sports wise for me. Um, just because like, it was so good to win it for all of those guys. It was like, it was 30 years since we last won it, um, for at Washington for guys cross country. And so that was a really special moment. Um, and it being my only state championship, like I was special for me too. Describe, um, describe coach Riley as a coach. How would you describe yeah, him? I mean, besides the headband, you know, it's, it's so funny. Cause like, I still, I saw him three days ago running like out and out in the cold with his headband on in shorts. And I'm like, you know, that's just how he is. He would always, he was always either running with us or the girls. He still does. Um, and, you know, he was a little bit of a younger guy. He's a quirky, funny guy. Um, always, We're always having fun at practice. Um, doesn't Normally doesn't take it too seriously. He can. And, you know, if, you sla- if you're slacking off, obviously he will. But, like, he doesn't tries not to keep it too serious. We're having fun. Um, like, you know, when he's on the runs, he's joking along with us, just like we're joking along with him. Um, so, yeah, he – I mean, he's an awesome coach. He loves running probably more than anybody I know. And maybe – Along with my middle school cross country coach, who had such a profound um, impact on me, Coach Kiso, who I think used to coach here as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, those two like loved running more than I think anybody I knew, um, and could talk about talk your ear off all day. And I love talking with them about that. Um, so yeah, Coach Riley was awesome. Um, what about basketball wise? What's your what are, what are some of your fondest memories basketball wise? Um, you know, I think getting to the state tournament senior year was an awesome experience. That that Thursday night game against Harrisburg, even though we'd lost. Um, was probably uh, the coolest experience that I was ever a part of. It was prime time, seven o'clock Thursday night, two Sioux Falls schools, pretty much a packed house, especially being at um, Denny Sanford Premier Center. I mean, as packed as it's going to be for a South Dakota high school basketball game. And that was a super cool experience, even though we lost. I mean, you know, uh, I, it was hard to describe. I, I remember just like walking out at the end of like going in the last time at eight minutes or whatever it was. And then um, walking back out to start and like starting lineups and stuff. I mean, it's not, there's not a cool experience in the, the world basketball wise for me only playing up until high school, not playing in college. There's not a cool experience you're going to get. Um, but in addition to that, like one that I didn't play in um, my sophomore year, um, getting to be on the, the bench for going to the state championship with uh, Sam and Carter and those guys and just being sitting next to Nolan bear and Seth and Noah Brown um, Gosh, I don't even know who else. And just, you know, getting getting rowdy, um, jumping up and down, doing yep. who knows what we were doing, doing like field goal kicks on three-pointers, like fake field goal kicks. I don't know what we did. But just getting to have fun there. Like I think that 
definitely a cooler experience getting to play in a state tournament, but like getting to just experience it, not having to worry about playing at all. You know, I wasn't going to play. That's okay. It was getting to not, ha- not having to worry about that, just getting to enjoy it, have fun. That's probably the more fun experience, I would say. The cooler experience is playing. But, you know, obviously that's a little bit more stressful, but just getting to experience it my sophomore year was awesome. On our last, and I, don't, I know you said you haven't listened to it yet, but on our last week's episode with Murrin, our draft was we drafted our top five WHS yeah. sports moments. One of my favorites was when Sam took over that pure yeah, game in the, the semifinal. The last, yeah, did he pull up in front of, like, just front of the free throw line or something like that? I do remember that. Gosh, yeah. I, that Great. was on our side, too. I remember sitting on the bench. And you remember the, do you remember the fans behind us? Just the, no. pure, the pure fans? Oh, I believe that, though. Pure fans were the worst. Oh, you know, yeah. I am jealous a little bit. They When they change the schedule... The year after I left, I believe, where you guys play more ESG schools. I know you hate going. I know I can imagine you guys hate going on a weekday out to eat pier or whatever. But, like, I am a little bit jealous because those games would be really cool going to, like, a, a small town school where those fans, you know, that's not like Sioux Falls, you know, where. So much different. It's mostly yeah. just family and, like, a f- some other people from the community, but not as many. But, and you know, when you go to pier or Watertown, like, I remember going to Watertown my sophomore year with, uh, no, my freshman year with Sam and Dang. And those guys, I wasn't on the bench, but, you know, watching that game and they go crazy. I mean, they have a whole kid section just for like the elementary school Mm -hmm. kids and they're going crazy too. They got a high school section, a middle school section. I mean, it's, those games are super cool. And I I, I would definitely would have liked to play. I I like going to Minneapolis. I think those were good experiences, but playing in those games is rowdy and fun. You know, and I, you always go into those Minneapolis games with the hopes that you're going to keep it close. Yeah. And we kind of did a couple of times. Without Logan against Hopkins, we played. Not bad. I mean, they for got half. like three D D one. Ga- yeah, for a half. I mean, we were tied at half or something like that, or close. I think we were down. We were down like eight or ten. Which oh, was it? In our minds, was I'm idealizing it. I think. Well, you know, felt better than it was. Right. Like it was. We went into the locker room and we we were down eight or ten, and we knew, like, we're not down twenty. Yeah. You know, and Coach Nelson's not going to yell at us. And that was a cool. That was a cool place we played. I remember like the they had like the the ceiling windows. Like it looked kind of like an old like Hoosiers type. Uh, Arena. Do you remember that the old locker room where they didn't even because have, like, we didn't play at seats. Hopkins. We didn't play at Hopkins. Was, I can't remember was it St. Louis Park? Maybe I can't remember why, but it was like, like it was a cool old old little uh, little court. It was. I remember that. That was a very cool yeah place to play. But then they got yelled at at halftime and second half. Yeah, I was I, different. I, I remember, I remember seeing their coach walking into halftime and just like shaking his head, and I was like, uh, "Well, I'm glad we made him ha- mad for one half, but I can't imagine this is going to go well in the second half." You know, and it's funny too because. Um, you know, like when we go to the locker room at half, down eight, feeling like if that's a win. Yeah. So Nelson comes up. You know, we coaches like stand outside and talk. He comes up and he's like, "Man, what do I tell him? Like, yeah. this is we're in a pretty good sit. What do yeah. I say?" And we're just like, "Tell them that they're they're over there getting yelled at because yeah. they're scared or whatever." <laughs> well, they weren't scared. They just no. were. You know, they they probably slept in and didn't feel like they were ready yeah. to to play. So Dakota never heard of that. Yeah. yeah but I agree with there? you too. I mean now. Uh, that we go to Pier, we go to Aberdeen Central, um, uh, we do more e- e- Mitchell. Uh, it's just such a different experience and a different vibe when you go to those mm-hmm. places, especially when, you know, when Pier or Aberdeen Central has a good, good competitive team, team and, and then the whole town year. comes. Yeah, so. no, they did have a good team my senior year, so it would have been really cool to play them up there. I mean, that's a tough game. Um, it's a tough game if they're not good. You know, you still got to come to play if they're going to they're gonna be hyped up for Sioux Falls School coming into town. But when they're good, yeah, those are tough games. Yeah. Um, switching gears just a little bit, who would you put on your WHS Mount Rushmore yeah. for athletics? Oof. I mean, just being around these two the most, I have to put Sam and Carter because they were so important for my development. Um, I mean, getting having to guard Sam 
and then, you know, starting scout team go against him, and he was a very good defender in his own right. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, he was probably stole from me way more than I'd like to admit um, as a sophomore. Um, but just going against him, development was awesome for me. I, I really think I improved sophomore year and um, uh, became like a varsity basketball You understood player. what it took to yes, play at that level. Yes, learned so much from what he did. Yep. Um, and then Carter the same way. I mean, he introduced so many good habits for me, like, Bringing me in on at 6:45, one two days a week to go shoot on shoot on the gun. Uh, he just he was always happy to invite me to go to those um, just to just to get me in. That, and that that was a habit I developed, and I use I definitely kept going with um, through my senior year. And that was so important for me. You know, even even if you have like a good game, I shoot well or whatever. You know, getting in the next morning or the morning after, like shooting some shooting on the gun, just keeping that like keeping the keeping the rhythm going and that was something I learned from Carter that was I think really important for me so those two definitely um gosh I mean I also I'm probably gonna put say all people I had personal um connections to which is probably the best I can do but Bonner would definitely be a guy that I'd put on there um and the funniest thing is I was a I did better than Bonner three years in cross country um you know he I don't know if he ran a varsity a state varsity race, a state tournament varsity race until senior year. But I mean, I remember the year, summer before senior year when I, like when he got good, I knew we were going to be special. Um, and we got Shoto to come play, play, run for us, even though he was doing soccer and he just, he got there the first day and he was good. And I was like, okay, you know, but Bonner was a guy that he worked his butt off that summer. I mean, he was going 40, 50 miles a week, something that I just, I'd get hurt every time I even got close to doing. Right. Um, but he was special. And then doing the same thing in track, just running his butt off every day, did so well at meets. I mean, he, you know, went from nobody knowing who this guy was to getting a scholarship to run Augie, a very good cross country uh, school in its own right. So that that definitely for me has to be one. A last one, gosh, I don't know. I mean, you know, our football team, I was blessed to not have to play football and still enjoy like what, we won three or four, three, uh, state tournaments in my career, sophomore, junior, senior year. So, like, I don't know if there's one guy I can pick. Um, I love seeing Seth do well at Iowa now. So, I mean, maybe him. I, I can't choose one of them. Zach, I'm, I'm too good a friend sure. with Zach. Sure, yeah. yeah. They'd, yeah. Get, they'd probably yell at me. They are all, you're going to yell that regardless. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, just those guys, just the whole team in general for my three years, I would also put up there just because they did, they, they did, they were so special. Just for the listeners or for especially, like, if we have some some WHS athletes listening to this podcast, how fast does the, does the time go? Yeah, I mean, it goes so fast. Um, and I have to say a story that every single time, maybe Coach Nelson would be mad at me for saying this because he still uses it right now. Um, but uh, I was a B-team guy, seventh grade at Patrick Henry and a little bit eighth grade. And... Um, I was always a pretty small guy. I think I was like 5'3 my 7th grade year, and I grew like 8 inches um, between 7th and 8th grade year. And that exponentially improved how good of a basketball player I was because I just could do more as a bigger guy. Even if I didn't get any more athletic, I was still taller. Um, and Coach Nelson loves to say to young guys, whenever I'm back um, for a summer thing, for anything, he's always like, you know, if you're a B guy right now, Topher's on. He was a B guy freshman year. And every single, and now, he, and then he played varsity and he, you know, he played quite a bit of varsity and, but he was a B guy freshman year. And every time after he says that, I, after like we get done, I always go, coach, I wasn't a B guy freshman year. Like I was a B guy seventh grade in at Patrick Henry's. Like, just, just let it go. Just, just, just let me say it. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to get him hyped up or something like that. But I, I laugh every single time coach Nelson says that. But part of that is like, I mean, I can't believe that, you know, he's saying that story every time I go back. Cause like, it's, you know, it still feels like 
freshman year in the mini gym sometimes. Like, I can't believe it's been, what, seven years, almost six years since then. It goes by so fast. I and wish you were a B-guy freshman year. That I had, <laughs> I had to do my B-squad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and I just, you know, it just it, it goes by so fast. Um, I, I wish I would have savored it more, especially senior year when I was playing the most, just savored every game because, um, you know, you get to the end of it. And then, you know, the last few games you're so stressed about, you know, winning to get on to the state championship that it's hard to, like, really savor those games, but to, like, savor the first games of the year and stuff like that. It's, and the know, practices and yeah. all the times that are just oh, yeah. grueling and you're not enjoying it and yeah. Nelson's yelling at you to get on the line and we're yeah. doing, you know, three and ten seconds or whatever. And it's yeah. like those are the moments that you're going to look back and be like, I would gladly run all those sprints oh, yeah. again. Definitely. I mean, definitely. I, I think, you know, I played a little bit of intramural. I wasn't able to this last year because of, like, this year because of COVID, um, just issues with that. But, like, you know, the first two years, played inter- intramural sports and you know it's fun i love playing basketball um it's pretty competitive which is cool but like it's just not the same you know we don't have practices you know we're just going to play have fun um and you know i would miss like just you know something a little bit more organized um that you're just never going to get again um when you leave high school so definitely i wish i would have savored it more because it was you know i do miss it a lot let's get to our draft yes We're going to be drafting our top five professional athletes that are red-headed. For those who don't know, in that honor. is also me. I'm a professional athlete and a redhead sometimes. Correct. Yeah. Of Topher Zahn sitting over there so. with the red beard now, which is just <laughs> crazy to look yeah. at. Okay, so how this works, uh, we're drafting top five. Our guest always goes first. Um, we're going to go back and forth. Okay. Since we don't have three, we're not going to snake it. So sure. I'll give you the first pick. Who are you taking? So yeah, for the for my fifth one, I had to go a little bit into the the extremes of my knowledge, but I chose Sean White, um, snowboarder. Um, I do remember loved watching him when I, I was knew younger. You were gonna take him. Yeah, I loved watching him when I was younger. I did, I did. Um, so that that I don't know as much about him. I don't know what he's doing now, but I do remember when I was younger. I always loved watching him, and happens to be a redhead. Yeah, he did. That's that's kind of the clear cut number one in my in my mind here. With my first pick, I'm gonna take Bill Walton. Okay. That's good uh, too. You know, the, one of the most great TV prolific. personality too. Yeah, well, <laughs> I enjoy I guess. listening to him. I'm a little bit less. Kind of sounds like he's like maybe on something most of the time. Or I mean, he probably spent a lot of his life. One of the most yeah, prolific like, college on. basketball players of all time. Yeah. Uh, just I think that's a good number one pick for me. I so. think that's a great number one pick. Where are you going, number two? Well, I have to ask: Are we going like top to bottom, bottom to top on this? Because you know, are we doing? Like, I'm taking my ideas? best pick. You're first. taking your best, so I have to take. I have to. That was my rookie pick. mistake. A little bit, a little bit of a rookie mistake. So I'm gonna actually jump up to one from five. Um, I have to go with Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba. That was something that Zach and I, Zach Hines and I, used to joke about all the time. I used to call him that. Um, you know, even though he doesn't deserve it, still called him that a lot of times. And uh, I think that you know, just a special player, special personality. Um, playing for the Celtics for so long, I think is what we mostly. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one too. Yeah. Like I look at my list and I don't, I don't love any of these picks. <laughs> I feel like there should be somebody else. I want to ask you this: if I if my number two pick was Dennis Rodman, what would you say? Uh, he spent a lot of his career as a pseudo redhead. So I mean, a great player, it's, and I know way more about him than I probably used to after watching The Last Dance. So I don't hate. I him. want you to judge my. I don't hate. I him. want you to say though. Am I able to pick that? Because I don't think you're able to pick okay. that. All right, um, all right. You know, I'm gonna I go think, with my. He wasn't on my list, but definitely I just not that. a true redhead. A cool okay. pick, a funny pick, but okay. I don't think you can do that. Well, then I'm gonna go Blake Griffin. Okay, you took that one from me. Fair enough. Yeah, a freak athlete. Freak um, athlete. His highlight. 
yeah. are awesome. I don't love him as a player, Yeah, but I like him better than the other picks I have on the board. Yeah. So Blake Griffin, number two. Well, you took one of mine. Um, my next one is uh, it's going to be Tom Watson, the golfer who actually, before doing research, I didn't actually know was a redhead. Um, and so if anybody thinks he's not a redhead, maybe it's up for grabs. Maybe it's up for debate. But accord- according to... Uh, the internet. He is a redhead and also an amazing golfer. One of According the to whatever Google site you were on. He was on Bleacher Report, I think is what that's I was. That's pretty legit. And so, yeah, that's pretty legit. And okay. so, I mean, I think he had like eight majors in his career. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty legit golfer. All right. So, and I love to golf, so. Okay. All right, my number three, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to pick, oh, where do I want to go here? Again, I don't love any of these picks. I'm going to go Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. I'm not like into NASCAR, but mm-hmm. I know enough about NASCAR. I mean, if you're going to know a guy from NASCAR, it's probably going to be Dale. Probably Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Yeah. So, so that's a very good we're one. We're going Dale Earnhardt Jr. on that one. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's Your fourth a, that's pick. Really good. My fourth. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with Alexi Lawless. Um, Who's that? Uh, pretty famous U.S. soccer player. I can't remember who he played for on club teams, but uh, very pretty. One of the best U.S. soccer players, I think. Um, to have played, especially in the older days, not as maybe not now, he wouldn't be considered that, but he was a very good player. Okay. Um, now he's a pretty prominent soccer personality. I've been watching a lot more soccer since I got to college, I'd say. Um, I started watching a lot more Premier League over in Europe, Champions League, stuff like that. So I hear him a lot. I think he's a really good broadcaster um, and analyst, but also he was a really good soccer player back in his day. All right. I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have picked that. Fourth pick here, not based on his performances this season, at all, mm-hmm. but Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. Pretty local, too. Local. That's about as local as you're going to get, probably. Rule out the eight or nine games, ten games yeah. he's played this year. Yeah. Don't even talk about those. But uh, Carson Wentz, you know, great dude. And uh, not that I know him personally, but yeah. from what I what, from what I see yeah, of him, and pretty, good dude. pretty dang good football player, too. So fourth, yeah. I'm going Carson Wentz. I think I'm shamefully unaware of what's been happening in the NFL. NFL's definitely been my favorite. Um, I like college football, but I've always been a basketball guy, so I've just been waiting for the basketball season to start up again, especially with NBA going so late. Like, I didn't have to watch football as much because I had basketball to watch. Right. So I'm probably shamefully unaware of what's and happening. And you're going to get basketball again real here Yeah, real Notre soon Dame and... had their first game last night. Pretty much got killed by Michigan State. They had a 26-0 run, which really made me mad. But it's back, and that's all that matters. So. And you're going to get NBA in a few weeks as well. Yes, so. which, you know, sometimes can be. All right, your fifth pick. Who, fifth. How are you rounding it out here? So i got to go a little bit off to the extremes again. Um, but uh, Mark McGuire, uh, Cardinal baseball player. Yeah, yeah, I have him on my list. Huge but I hitter. Could big, take big hitter. him. I yeah. couldn't take him. Big hitter. I think one of, probably one of the hardest hitting guys ever, I'd say. Um, because he took steroids. Well, you know. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. But Which is why I couldn't take hard. him. <laughs> really? Okay, fair he enough. He hit it really far. Yeah, hit it really far. Juicing. Not, not, a, not legally or you eth- would take not him. ethically or legally, but hey, you know. There, there's not as many as I'd like to think. So it, you kind of have to, to know anything about any of these guys. I can't really go that extreme. That's true. So. Okay. I'm going to round it out by taking Matt Bonner. Basketball player, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Spurs. He's like Brian, yeah. Okay. He's like Brian Scalabrini. Yeah. You know. Don't call him 2.0. 1.5. More like 0.5, I think. You know, I think he's he's newer, he's newer, but I think he's gotten worse. But it's a good pick still. It's a good pick. Again, I don't love him. I was going to take Andy Dalton, but I couldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is sad how few important redheads there are in sports. We, just, we need more. 
Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. We need you. We need you, Tilford. I don't think that was ever gonna happen. Unless I, you know, I was. I always thought that I was gonna be taller, and it just never happened. You're still growing. I don't think I. I don't don't know about that. If if it's it's gonna happen, it better happen soon. Because I say the same thing. I'm getting. I'm 30 now. I'm getting older somehow. Um, almost 21, which isn't crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, hopefully it happens soon because I would like to be a little bit taller. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and uh, speak to Washington and what you've got going on these days. It was great to catch up with yeah. you and hopefully see you around a few more times before you leave on February 5th or whenever it is. So it'll be. seems yeah. like a long ways away. Oh, it seems like so long. But uh, love your perspective on things and love you as a person and uh, just really appreciate this time. So yeah, thank thanks you. Thanks for inviting me. I really enjoyed it.